Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Democratizing SEO podcast. My name is Austin Esaizabal. I am an SEO consultant. I created this podcast for marketing professionals who face the challenge of evangelizing SEO across their business. Now, is it necessary to evangelize SEO? It is because it allows the SEO channel to be better integrated in the business. You see, SEO is still very new in digital marketing, yet alone marketing as a whole. Many marketers are aware of the channel, but may not yet know how best to integrate it in their business so that it becomes part of the the marketing process. My intention is to help you with this challenge. Now, before we get into today's topic, let me quickly say on this podcast, I have a segment where I'll be taking listeners' questions. If you have a question you want addressed on the podcast, head over to democratizingseo.com. That's democratizing with a Z, seo.com. Hover over podcast in the navigation menu and click on podcast questions. On this page, you will see a form which you can use to submit your questions and perhaps it will be featured on, on the podcast. Now, today's topic is all about website migrations. So with that said, let's jump into this topic. What is a website migration? A website migration is a broad term used to define changes that take place for a website. There are various types of site migrations. You have architectural changes, structural changes, design, hosting, domain, protocol, content changes, and many more. A lot of the time, a site migration has more than one type of site change running concurrently. So, for example, a site may have design changes, uh, URL structure and content changes all taking place at the same time. And, of course, the more types of changes that take place, the more complex the migration. This type of complexity is usually seen when several TLDs are brought into one global domain. Now, there are many reasons why a site migration may take place. Ultimately, the goal is to better the website for users. One area that is often not considered, or at least not considered enough, is the organic performance of the website following a site migration. Where does SEO sit within the site migration process? SEO sits at the very beginning stage of a website migration, the briefing stage. You want to have SEO in the room as part of the discussion before a single thing is changed. You see, a major change to a site, like a migration, has huge consequences to the site performance in organic search. There are three types of events that can have an impact in a site organic performance. Organic change is one. A competitor activity is another. And a website change is the third. A site migration falls within this type of type of an event. If SEO is not considered at the start of the migration process, you'll be headed for failure. Even if the migration is completed on time and on budget, a site migration is not successful if SEO fails afterwards. If SEO is not considered and actually forefront of the migration, you'll be headed for a detrimental loss. And this is no exaggeration. Um, A migration is too important of a project for SEO to be an 
an afterthought. Yet unfortunately for many businesses, it is. When website migrations go wrong, it is typically because there is an unknown awareness of the of the risks involved. And by unknown awareness, I'm referring to SEO. This channel is still just considered a, a checkbox, especially when it comes to migrations. This shouldn't be the case. If you have SEO as part of the project from briefing, running all the way through past the completion of the migration, you'll be in a much better position to plan and communicate the the way you intend on making the site migration a success and without jeopardizing SEO performance. With all website migrations, SEO requires an itemized process plan. You can simply Google SEO migration checklist to see an example of the items you want considered in the SEO plan. Covering those here will be a bit too detailed for this episode. What I want to focus on for this episode is the is the reasoning, the, the why of what we do rather than the what and how. I want to illustrate the why so you do away with having SEO as just a checkbox and bring it to life as part of your migration process without being overwhelmed by the channel. The more familiar you are with SEO, the less daunting it is, right? You'll have more confidence in wielding the channel to to get you results. So, incorporating SEO in your migration plan allows for the channel to fit its planning within the overall migration project. Now, SEO plans for a site migration tends to come with itemized checklists that are broken down into three phases, uh, pre-migration, during migration and post-migration. Phase one, the pre-migration. This will involve all the things that need to be considered from an SEO point of view before the migration takes place. Again, this needs to be listed items, ideally on the spreadsheet. The items can be a mixture of the work SEO needs to action, either prior to or during the migration. It should also contain items that SEO require other departments to action. This phase is when unknown unknowns tend to crop up and can be addressed. For example, if you're carrying out a structural migration, there'll be 301 redirects uh, that take place. A key SEO consideration will be to know if there are any CMS restrictions preventing 301 redirects from, from being implemented. Or another consideration, and one of my favorites, is to have confirmed that the CMS can execute server-side redirects rather than client-side ones. The implication of this may change the SEO plan and the roles and responsibilities of the plan. This right here, just this single example alone, is why you want to include SEO throughout the migration process. Simply having an SEO migration list or recommendation from an agency, unfortunately, is not enough. SEO needs to correspond with other departments to ensure the migration is a success. Now, during the pre-migration process, it's not uncommon to find there are several complexities that need to be considered. This is a good thing. In fact, this is an excellent thing. This is optimization at, at its core. A simple operation can travel all the way to the business board for their input before a decision is made. 
This is another reason why SEOs should be involved as early as possible. Doing so late can have major business implications, going far beyond keywords and and rankings. The pre-migration phase is ideally the time to discuss all considerations and uncover unknown ones. Once the consideration of SEO and other departments is known in in this phase, it leads to a smoother relationship throughout the rest of the process. We're planning the success of the migration. By the end of the pre-migration phase, all roles and responsibilities are known and also agreed. Channels that need to be informed are informed and the plan for success is communicated across the entire business, ideally in several ways, meetings, newsletters, company-wide emails, etc. Most importantly, the migration team will be ready to perform during migration day. Phase two, the during phase. I love migration day. The hustle and bustle of working to bring this thing to life, to make this plan a reality is is why I friggin' love marketing. The joy of everyone successfully launching the migration is is the reward. I found that the key to having an enjoyable collaboration during migration day is to envision the actions of the day when planning it. Let's address timings. When is the best day of the week to carry out a site migration? Assuming we're looking at the conventional Monday to Friday as our work week, I've found the best day for a migration is a Tuesday. On Mondays, the site performance over the weekend is reviewed by the dev team. Any issues are addressed during during the day. Using Monday as the the final checks day puts the migration team in good footing to begin action in the migration on the Tuesday. A Wednesday can be an alternative launch day. Thursday AM can be reserved as the final day for the migration. In most cases, a migration should never be carried out on a Friday. You can argue that the energy levels are lower on this day, therefore not ideal. Perhaps this is true, but let's put that aside for for the time being. The point of never carrying out a migration on a Friday is to mitigate the risk of something going wrong. A post-migration phase is to tackle any post-implementation issues. Having post-migration a day before the weekend where the team presumably won't be working is not a good idea. By carrying out the migration on a Tuesday, we have the breadth of the week to carry out post-migration checks and reviews. Okay, we have a day, Tuesday. What time is best to carry out a site migration? What hour? 10 a.m. is a good time to begin a site migration. A site migration can be completed in two to four hours. By starting as early as possible, the long stretch of the day can be used for close monitoring of the site after the migration. If the migration team is willing to get in earlier, the migration can be executed at at 9am or even 8am. This is, of course, all dependent on the website traffic uh, during these times. Now, never push a migration live before the go-ahead from SEO. Let me explain. 
SEO will need to carry out a lot of the same tasks in the pre, during and post migration phase. In the during phase, ideally, the migration team will work off a staging environment. Everything is prepared in staging, ready to to be moved to the live environment, which is considered the, the migration launch. For simplicity, let's regard this as, as a switch of a button. Now, in the staging environment, once all teams are completed with their tasks, there needs to be a final SEO check. Before the switch of the button, SEO requires a final run through and to give the green light to the dev team to go ahead and, and switch the button. The button must not be switched without the final SEO checks during this phase. The purpose of a staging environment is to prepare the site, the new site, before launch. If there is something wrong with the new site, you want to identify in this environment so it can be fixed before launching it. If you were to launch with things that are broken, it's it's too late and you risk jeopardizing SEO performance, if not that of other channels as well. There's no need to rush this phase. This is where the new site can be built and optimized so it performs better than the current one. Now, before we move into post-migration, let me say one more thing about the during phase. As a contingency, and only a contingency, you want to ensure the dev team have a plan to roll back the website in case things go wrong. This is unlikely to happen. However, having a website rollback contingency is good practice for website migrations. Once the site migration takes place, if there are any unknown issues that crop up, which cannot be fixed or fixed in a a timely manner, the website rollback can be activated. This is yet another reason why a site migration requires careful planning prior to execution. Okay, phase three, post-migration. As mentioned earlier, a site migration is not a success if SEO fails. During the post-migration phase, SEO carries out further checks on the site. Most of the tasks carried out in the during phase is repeated in the post-migration phase. Additionally, SEO monitors the site performance from an organic point of view in the post-migration phase. This is where data metrics become focused on and can provide great insight into traffic numbers. For example, noticing a rise in 404s is a red flag. Checking these and, and other metrics, which should be tracked and reported on, is necessary in the post-migration phase. So how long should you track performance metrics after a site migration? A month is a typical period to track site performance. In the first week, you want to monitor performance on a detailed level. Assuming there are no issues, this can then be scaled back. You still need to monitor daily um, over the course of the month. However, the monitoring can just be an overview every morning. The migration can officially be considered a success at the end of the month if there are no performance blockers identified with the the metrics being tracked. After this month, you can return to your regular SEO reporting. 
This is just a glimpse of what you need to consider from an SEO point of view when planning a site migration. All of this needs to be considered as part of the pre-migration phase, which is again why SEO must be considered in detail from the very beginning. If you're planning for your migration to be a success, you need to have SEO planned in forefront of the migration. All right, guys, that will do it for me for now. Uh, Stay tuned for more from Democratizing SEO. And remember, if you want your questions addressed on the podcast, head over to democratizingseo.com, hover over podcast in the navigation, click on podcast and use the form on the page to submit your questions. My name is Austin. I'm I'm an SEO guy. I'll be with you on a weekly basis to share with you my thoughts on, on this thing we call SEO. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye for now.